0: Thank you for joining me. This is the Change Maker Podcast, where we talk all things change management and transformation. My name is Sasha Jovanovic, and in each episode, we'll feature a single big idea from emerging practice and global thought leadership so that you have something useful to take away for work today. As leaders, we often pay close attention to employee engagement scores, just to determine how well we're tracking and where best to apply our efforts. But some organisations are going as far as to pay performance bonuses based on employee engagement scores. So you can bet that leaders are paying close attention to the numbers. However, you know what's masked behind those results? It's the reason for them. The responses in a survey typically point to how someone is feeling, but rarely does it answer why they are feeling that way. We must look at the root cause if we really want to move that needle on engagement. And more often than not, it's down to our ability to effectively lead our people through change that makes the difference. There's recently been a resurgence on social media like LinkedIn and Facebook of well-meaning people sharing the Kubler-Ross stages of grief portrayed as a change curve and suggesting that the role of change management is to move people as quickly through the curve as possible. Nope. That thinking has led to change management being used as a reactive antidote in times of crisis, which is why 75% of change initiatives continue to fail. Change management is quite simply applied too late. If we engage change management at the point when people first start to voice their emotions and their fears, we only stand a 15% chance of achieving the project's stated objectives. That means we're wasting 75 cents of every dollar. And if we move back a bit on the curve and engage change management, say to when we preempt people's reactions, now our chances of achieving the objective skyrockets to 44%, which is why data-driven insights are crucial to understanding and planning change. Actually, it's even better if we engage change at the beginning of the project. That way we can provide accurate input on resource planning and budgets. Now your change success rises to 76%. However, it's still not ideal because it's limited to the project lifecycle, And now sustainability is a challenge. You know, we need to stop thinking about change management and start working on managing change. When change management stops being an event and starts being part of our everyday culture, your chances of successfully implementing sustainable change hit a largely guaranteed 94%. Now, it's obviously a no brainer, but herein lies the rub. In the words of Leo Tolstoy, everyone thinks of changing the world, but no one thinks of changing himself. And in much the same way, our people won't go where we don't first go ourselves. So we've got to take pause, consciously and deliberately think about change and how we go about change. To do it the right way, we need to make change everybody's responsibility, not just the training or communication person, not just the project manager or the initiative sponsor, everyone in the organisation has a role in the change, whether as the person adapting to the change, as an influencer for driving the change, or as an agent leading the change. The people centred implementation framework approaches this perfectly. And by keeping our people at the heart of what we do, we win their hearts, and their minds will follow. Thanks for listening. My name is Sasha Jovanovic. This is Changemaker. Join me for the next episode.